rocking? Yeah, we're rolling. We're rolling. Uh, yeah, well, multiple people are upset about not knowing the workouts before Saturday. Oh, for sure. I mean, like, I know Shaw's beat up about it. <laughs> You're, you got to plug yourself in. Oh, God. I'm not even plugged <laughs> Hold in. Hold on, guys. Cody's not even plugged in. I'm right not now. even plugged in. Uh, but, yeah, um, a lot of people want to know these good thing, competition Good thing you caught that. I've got the whole podcast. Wow, I, I mean, looked over that. I like, like Kel's, Kel's talking to himself the whole time. Uh, but definitely a lot of people are looking forward to, like, figuring out what these workouts are. I feel like we're hyping them up a good bit. Yeah. I mean, and the only reason, I think it's a little bit of both. Kind of like it's a little bit of a troll. So it's kind of oh, like, yeah. Because you know it's going to get underneath your skin for not knowing the workouts. 100%. But also the time it's like, I know some people are like, well, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to practice the workouts. Uh, that way everybody's, everybody's on an equal playing field. Nobody can practice the workouts. Nobody oh, knows them ahead of time. Like, I feel like even expect knowing what to expect can like yeah. change your game plan. Like Shaw texted me. He said, we got two max lifts. Huh? I'm like, I don't know, dude. We have to, we have to wait and see. Might, might want. I don't know. Yeah, I've had a couple <laughs> people. I'm sure you gotten more, a little bit more uh, voices of opinions than I have at this point. Uh. Honestly, Shaw and Sydney are the only two people that are like Sydney's only really ass. wanting to know what the workouts are. <laughs> uh, Crystal <laughs> wanted to know the other day, um, but really, it's honestly Sydney probably the most. Well, because obviously they are, they are together, so that obviously plays a part in it. Whatever, and whatever else. So, uh, obviously, if you guys listened to this before the March the eleventh, uh, we got the Hurricane Hoedown Throwdown. Uh, we had about, I think, was it total? How many people was it? Four, like 40 mm-hmm. people total, 42 people total. Um, right so 40. right at 40, so 20 teams, something like that competing. So it'd be a good time. Uh, a lot of people will be up here uh, doing the deal. You guys can come out and support and come watch. And uh, also, we're going to need a little help as well with judging and help set up the equipment and things of that nature. So if you guys want to come out and support and help out a little bit, it'd be appreciated. We're going to start at 8 a.m. And tentatively, the last heat will be done around 11 a.m. And We'll probably be in and out of the, out of the building somewhere around noon. Yeah. It's kind of the tent of games sure right now. Chit chat and chill for a little while. Yeah, so it'd be a good time. Uh, well, we're officially at the, uh, the the done with the open, man. We're officially done. And what I forgot, I thought about this. We need to actually do the final scores of the afternoon and morning. We do. Everybody's been fucking asking about that. We need to do that. We need to, uh, that. We need to get that done. Get that done today. Yeah, we need to get that done today and, and see what the final uh-huh. tally is. I mean, if I had to assume, y'all are probably going to pull it out. Just because y'all made a big leap. Well, that was because we had the two scored events, and you know we came to an agreement with. Well, I don't think we're doing the what the t- extra tens. Yeah, just because there were so many different variations to the workout, and people, some people were doing seated presses, some people were doing wall walks, some people were doing single unders, some people were doing yeah. double unders. It's there was just so many variants in the workout that it was almost impossible to get like a proper scoring system down, and so because the other two it almost benefited you to have a bunch of people do like orange and yellow or just do a bunch of single unders right and so um and because like 21.2 and 21.2 a and b obviously were more similar in structure Mm -hmm. where there wasn't a whole lot of variance there it might be like one or two little things here or there that was slightly varied but there there was enough to make a dramatic effect this one was especially with especially with the jump rope yeah Um, i think the jump rope really made it to where it would be hard it it skewed it a lot and so just to make it fair and to say hey we're not we're not even gonna worry about scores on the last workout and so there's no extra bonus points Mm -hmm. so this one will solely be due to participation and or non-participation yeah i mean but already i know like oh you have a handful at least like three or four people that i know didn't do it well i know for sure we definitely have two two like I, i know adam didn't do it uh, I'm not gonna just put all y'all on blast. <laughs> Apparently, you're gonna put Adam on blast. I was Thanks. Put Adam on blast. So, Adam, if you're listening um, to this, but there, there's about there's a couple people that I know for sure that didn't do it, so it'll be close. Okay, so uh, 
I thought it'd be kind of fun just to kind of jam on the open itself and kind of see what your Dude, your grading it. was overall. Let's talk about a the lot of people grading. said that this was their favorite open of all time. Yeah. A lot of people said that. I, um, I, I don't mean I don't know if I have like a favorite open. It's not I've ever really thought about like as for a whole. You, opens were like just big stressful. I feel like yeah, way more back in the day. That's what I'm people. saying. Like, They're way more stressful. You need especially, to actually enjoy an open, you know. Well, especially. They changed the structure, you know, a couple of years ago, four or five years ago, whatever it is now. But when I competed, like the open was like that was like the humongous stage to move on to the next, the big stage regionals, right? right? Where and that was a big deal. So the open was like serious. Yeah. So like the open was almost like quarterfinals. Yeah. So for you to move on to the next stage was kind of a stressful, stressful time. And so uh, now it probably wouldn't be as stressful for me, obviously, because I'm not competing anymore. And B, like. It wouldn't be, you know, extremely difficult to move on to the next stage. So it wouldn't be something that would uh, be something that would be like really stress me out at the time, so mm-hmm. to speak. Um, but overall, though, I mean, if you're kind of rating the open, like A, perfect, B, you know, so on and so forth, give you a rating. Um, I'm going to give it a B plus. B plus? B plus. Okay. I'd probably say like B plus, A minus. Yeah. Um, I didn't feel like they squatted enough. Well, that was kind of the deal. Like if you really think about it as a whole, as the open – I mean, I guess that you count the warm-up thruster as a squat, but um, really I mean, the, that, though. that's what I'm saying. Like in a way of like squatting itself, you only has wall balls. Forty wall balls. Yeah, forty wall balls. Which one time through. Yeah, you had so. one set of forty wall balls. That's the only squatting you did the whole. Open. That's the only reason I don't give it a name. Yeah, and so uh, because if you kind of break it down, I, I felt like the open itself was more upper body dominant than it was lower body yeah. dominant throughout throughout the thing. Um, you know, because if you think of like the first open workout, uh, you know that was more mm, mm, more muscular endurance. The way of like the toe to bar and the ring muscle ups were kind of like the biggest separators that workout. You really weren't making a whole lot of ground on the row, the wall ball, or the power cleans, right? It really came down to toe to bar and ring muscle ups. The second workout was um, all just engine, right? So zero so, skill, right? And that was. Uh, and that really just came down to burpees. That was really a singular movement there. It's really just an AMRAP of how fast can you do burpees? burpees and then like kind of like recover on the shuttle runs. Did you see that technique where people were walking? Dude, I thought on the that shuttle was cool. I'd be interested to see somebody try that out. Especially, I saw a video on Instagram and it was a whole gym. Like, it was everybody? Like Friday night lights or whatever. And everybody and walked. The whole gym is walking. Mm-hmm. Like everybody, because if you really think about, it, especially that second workout, it was it really just came down to burpee speed, and you really weren't going to make up that much extra time on the shuttle run, just because there's so much turning going on. You might right. lose five or ten seconds well, by walking. You're getting, like, your speed going, you're already touching the line. Exactly, like, you really can't ever get into a stride, and so uh, I, and, you know, that was always the question too. Is like, okay, if you can walk a workout and improve upon your score, is that really a good test of fitness? And that was kind of the question there. Um, I feel like the shuttle run, I feel like they wanted to do something like seven minutes of burpees, but like they, they couldn't figure out, mm-hmm. they didn't want to just straight up do it. So they said, hey, shuttle run, do burpee pull up. You see, in my opinion, I think what they, because 23.3, the double runners themselves were kind of insignificant. Yeah. Kind of like they were last year as well. They weren't very, uh, there wasn't nothing – at, at the end of the workout, that was more of an afterthought. I, I think that workout, the burpee pull-up workout, would have been better suited if it would have been burpee pull-ups and double And double-unders? Oh, I hate that. I feel like that would have been a better test of engine like than – Like 550? Huh? <laughs> like five and do 50 double-unders? 
Yeah, I mean, 10 and 100. that's what I'm saying. Like, if you did, yeah, exactly. If you, especially if you've done like 100, be dirty. like you've done like 5, 100, 10, 100, you know, that would, that would be a humongous separator there. Um, so, in my opinion, like, out of the three workouts, I felt like the, the second one could have been structured a little bit better in a sense because it was a, in which technically they, they tried to balance it out with the, the burpee, like the, the part A was all, a bodyweight ninja workout, right? Like mm-hmm. zero loading. You know, the smaller guy was going to do fairly well in that particular workout. And the obviously, uh, the burpee one. Yeah. And then obviously you had part B, which was the thruster. So I was going to favor the bigger guy. And so I understand like they were trying to balance out that equation. But I, I'm never like the biggest fan. And I guess it's, I guess I you could say that the lift. <clears throat> what do you mean? Like I feel like they went too far in left field with the straight burpee and shoulder run. Well, I felt like I understand why they're doing like in two degree. I guess that's part of CrossFit. I've never been the biggest fan of like two degree, like a single modality test. But I mean, it's technically what strength is. Like if you're doing like just testing strength, you have to be able to do that with also gymnastics and also with yeah. with rowing. And I guess they're trying to balance that out, so to speak, where you're kind of solely basing gymnastics on one end and then solely basing strength on another end. But. Um, you know, because that's basically what it came down to was just burpees and then thrusters. So, overall, they they made a good job of, like balancing those two things out. Uh, but it, I've never been the biggest fan of like just like one singular modality test, so to speak. Because yeah. um, I'm like, is that the best test of fitness? Nah. I don't know. Like you can just be really good at that one individual movement. Did you see Rich Vernon talk about it? Mm-hmm. So he he had a video. It wasn't strictly about it. It's about all their athletes doing the open workout, right? Which one? Is um, that, that, that one? Yeah, okay. the one in the shuttle runs. And they asked Rich Vernon what he thought about the workout, and he was like, well, it's a good test because everybody can do it, and I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> and, so it's pretty much yeah. like saying, like, it's really not the best test, but everybody can do it, so and, and, and that's, that's why you like yeah, it. Yeah, right? and that's kind of the question is, is like, and I understand, like, it's, and I don't, like, it's always easier to be on the side of the fence and criticize, right? Yeah. Um, and it is one of those workouts where pretty much most people can do the workout or pretty damn close to the version yeah. of the workout that's being, being been thrown out there. Um, but is it – the question being, is it the best test? In my opinion, probably okay. not. Um, but, I mean, I understand why they did it, right? And, like, and also if you kind of think about like the testing protocol itself and the way of like the time domains that they were testing, they're all pretty similar with each other, right? You had well, say what, 14 minutes – and 15 20, minutes 15, and then 12 minutes. 12. I mean, 20 minutes technically with the thruster, but I'm just talking about the conditioning pieces of it. Mm-hmm. So they're all three of them within a three minute time frame of each yeah. other, right? Um, and so, in the way of the testing modality wise, you didn't really see the really, I mean, and for some people, yeah, the last workout was like only a six minute workout. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a sprint style workout. But for the most part, like you didn't see like that three or four minute like blast as fast as possible, like a Fran type workout. Um, and you didn't see anything go into like that 20 minute time frame. And so, uh, overall, like, I think like the open structure was good, but obviously, um, there's always room to improve. And that's always me just being critical of CrossFit, so to speak. I thought like the first workout was a great test, like bringing back an old workout for 14. I thought this, the third workout was a good structure. The only criticism was kind of the second workout in the way of like, is the test itself, a good test. I don't know. Was it something that most people could do? Yes. Is it a nightmare for the affiliates? For yes. sure, hundred percent. 
that workout itself was a very frustrating workout as an affiliate owner to can't imagine having like a a small smaller gym well that's what i'm saying like and as a programmer you you would think you'd have a little bit more consideration um for gyms especially like smaller gyms right where you know maybe they're only operating at you know thousand fifteen hundred square feet right luckily we're enough where our box is wide enough and structural enough to where we ran you know 10 people right it worked out fine um but i can only imagine if we were like i said if we're in a smaller space like how much of a nightmare that would have been and so that's one thing that's been a little bit as a affiliate owner is that you're not considering that um you know, they just never really do though. They never. You think they? I like. I like, to, I like to think that they would, but I don't feel like they do. To mm-hmm. be honest. And so, uh, but if we kind of like break down, like I said, as a whole, as an open, uh, I thought it was definitely better than it has been. So I definitely mm-hmm. think it's in a sudden right direction. I thought and it was one of the better opens in, mm-hmm. in a long time. Yeah. So overall, like overall grading, B plus, A minus, mm-hmm. and that speak. Uh, I think it'd be really hard to ever get like a perfect like best. I'm say, I don't best know if open, I'll ever give them an A plus. A plus. Um, but like kind of breaking down each individual test, we kind of break down 23.1, uh, grading A, B, C, D. Just like straight up as a whole, as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the fact that it was a repeat. I like, I, I like when they bring repeats mm-hmm. back. Um, I like the fact that they actually did bring muscle ups. I thought that was kind of cool. A lot of people were upset about their I know a lot of people were upset about it, but at the same time I was like, I think it's kind of cool that they made you earn it, and then once you got there, you know, you, if you got back to the rower, that was yeah. awesome, right? Um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say B. I'm gonna say B. B. I say I say A minus. B. A minus. A minus. Yeah. I like I like the uh, the structure work. You're hitting so many different different facets. Uh, I definitely think that leans into if like for instance, like we kind of take the open as a whole. I think maybe it's like sixty forty. 65 35 leaning into people being more gymnastic ninja based people yeah. probably had a better advantage compared to somebody who's more of a heavier style person but they also had to get through those i know the 30 cleans aren't like a big part of it mm-hmm. but i mean 30 cleans still takes a lot out of you it does but i don't think that i mean if it had been like 185 it'd been oh. a humongous separator yeah for sure. but i i don't think i think with the way the structure of that individual workout where the rower the way the rower was put into the workout, it wasn't going to be a separator too much, unless you're like the elite level and you're pulling like a two-minute pace. But for most people, they were using it as a buy-in, mm-hmm. right? You're not using that to go super hard on. So even if you're a smaller athlete, you're not losing that much a time on the rower. You lose like a minute, right? But it can easily be made up on the total artery muscle-ups, right? So I definitely think that favors the more um, lighter body weight person. Not like it's like all the way like I feel like the second workout was. But um, but the total bars played a big role in that workout. Humongous role. The total bar was a humongous separator, and the ring muscle was a yeah. humongous separator. And so I would probably say that that one itself was, you know, a good test. Um, but like definitely, kind of definitely, in every workout to a degree, kind of leans in to favor one person over the other to a degree. And that one definitely favors into the gymnastics person for sure. And like we've always kind of already um, kind of leaned into you know twenty three point. To A and B, and kind of gave our thoughts on that one. I'm gonna kind of say, I'm gonna give that one an A. You gave that one an A. I gave that one an okay. A. Just because I thought it was something different, something that everybody could do, and as a whole, I'm gonna give it like an A minus. So you're saying on the standpoint of like just because it, most people could do it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I say on the on, on the way. <clears> like I saw a lot of people get super excited when they did mm-hmm. a burpee pull up. 
So sure. I thought that was kind of cool. Like in that in that standpoint, I think that they did a great job in the way like everybody could do the workout. Like it brought everybody respect. together and like it, mm-hmm. a lot of people were like were encouraged to try the burpee mm-hmm. pull-ups. So I, I liked it. it. Yeah. It made me feel like old school open. Okay. So just because people were doing things they didn't yeah. do before. Okay. I can see that. Um, and like I said, I think it, it was a, a good test in the way of like most people could do it um, and or pretty damn close to it. Like I said, I think logistically wise, nightmare for most affiliates, best test of fitness, um, uh, debatable. Uh, I definitely think it's it, it come it came more to more a single dialing movement of the burpee pull up itself, but I do think they do a good job like balance it out with the thruster. The if it had been solely just the burpee part without the thruster on top of it, I do think that Probably the test wouldn't have been as balanced. I think the thruster also gives me a little bit of extra like. I think it's cool that did a mm-hmm. thruster rather than like a squat clean or like something like that. Well, I thought it was kind of neat. I'm gonna, I forgot about throwing this out as well. Is the frustration of the un or the non clarity from them about what a thruster counts and what that doesn't too, count? That was a little weird. But. That was one thing that's that, and they do this every year to a degree. At least the last couple of years they've done this to a degree where. They make a, they put out a movement where they've had a clear standard on the movement for years, and then the movement gets thrown out, and then they change up the wording or the the movement where it becomes it's really more just gray. Fucking, it's, sorry, but it's the wording. The wording, the it's way the they word. word it, and they're not clear, and it's too subjective, and there's too much gray, and it makes the movement very hard to interpret as what is a good rep and what is a bad rep. Right there's some obviously there's some that's like okay that's definitely a good rep and there's definitely a bad rep but when you're allowing gray to be thrown into the movement that becomes extremely frustrating yeah. um, and I don't know why they continue to do that year after year where they cannot like there's certain movements there should be all like I don't understand why you would change the like for a thruster that's a straightforward movement as yeah. to what the clarity of the what it should be and so what I mean by that if you guys are not following along with me. The old school standard is with a thruster, the bar obviously must be clean to the front rack position, whether you power clean or squat clean it. Once you descend into the squat, your feet are not allowed to move and there is no rebending of the knee. So as you come up out of that squat into your thruster, you obviously can't push jerk the movements. You can't rebend the knee. You obviously can't have any foot movement as well. Even like if you lose your like balance, you shift your feet. because at that point in time, in, to a degree, you're sl- quote unquote split jerking yeah. it, right? To a degree. And when you're allowing foot movement to happen, that becomes now subjective, right? Because now if I accidentally fall forward and I step out in front, to catch my balance, well, now that's giving me an advantage to re-catch my bar, right? And like, what's what's the difference between you slightly split jerking it and saying it's an accident when you can just say any foot movement whatsoever will Zero. be a rip, right? Yeah. And so you have to make it clear, black and white. But I mean, even if you look at their open announcement where they had like Patrick Velder, that's and what all I'm saying. Elite guys yes. do workout. They all gave them reps that were no reps. That should have been so, no reps. Um, it drives me insane. And a lot of people that send their video in are probably going to get no reps. Okay. That's sure. insane. And, and, and that's always been a little bit of a stickler with CrossFit is that you're allowing higher elite athletes because they have name recognition to get away with things. Get away with Compared to people that are like mid-level. They're like, okay, they're yeah. good athletes, they're not great athletes. Or just even, you know, you know those guys are just not, don't have brand recognition and they're trying to creep into that semifinal CrossFit Games. Like they're just not well-known. And those are the people that get blasted. Yeah. Right? Because they're like, well, this person did this. They don't. 
Yeah. They don't. They don't do that. And so uh, that was a that was a big big frustration with me this year was the thruster standard and not being very clear on the foot movement. Like they're basically saying like, as long as it's like an accidental foot movement, it's okay. Well, like that's subjective. Well, that's it was accidental. That's that's subjective. <laughs> like, everybody's gonna say it's accidental. That's what I'm saying. That's very subjective. Nobody's planning to shift their feet yeah. a little way up. And on so the that so. that should have been the movement standard. That should be the. Uh, you know, in the in the way of that, like that should have been the standard of, and that's how it was. Yeah, it's been like that for years. Of any fit foot movement in the thruster itself was considered a no rep. And so, um, why why they decided to change that, I have no idea. And just like last year with the burpee over the bar, where like it didn't have to be a two foot oh, takeoff. Oh, was it? Yeah, they they allowed ferry hopping. What last? Yeah, allowed ferry hopping as yeah. long as both feet were in the air at the same time. Dude, and that's another one that I'm like, you're literally just stepping over. You're stepping you're over stepping like over you're with a push off with a little bit of hop at the end. Yeah, it's like right? a, it's a push off. That's what it is. And it makes a dramatic difference uh, for sure, energy wise. And so, why you would once again change that standard, I have no idea. Like, understand? Like, understand? Like, okay, it has to be a two foot takeoff, not a two foot land, but two foot takeoff. That's fine. Like, that's very clear. Right, or if you say a two foot takeoff and a two foot land, that's very clear. But you got to, and then but I don't know why year after year they decide they're going to make these subtle changes to these rules year after year. I'm like, what you're doing was perfectly fine. There's no reason to change that particular rule. And I wonder if they're just like trying to perfect it. But I'm like, I feel like some things are just good outing, like like the burpee standard. Like, the, well, you have to think that through. Like that's a very subjective standard in a. Where just both two feet have to be in the air at the same time, that that's a little like there's a little honest, gray. It looks terrible. <laughs> it looks terrible. It looks awful. It looks like you're the most unfit person yes. in the world when you fair out. Yes, it's terrible. So it's that one drove me up a wall last year. Um, and so why they changed that, I don't know. But that was my frustration with that with that particular workout was that one. Um, I would say out of all three open workouts, that one ranked lowest on my list just because of the just because of the thruster standard and the fact, you know, the first part on the way that the conditioning standpoint came down to one singular modality movement and then also logistically of a nightmare, nightmare. right? Now, overall, most people got to do it. It's not the end of the world. Um, so it kind of balanced out to a degree, mm -hmm. but out of the three, that was my least favorite. Okay. Um, moving on to the last one, 23.3. Yay, nay, A, B, C. I thought, I mean, I love the I, style of it. Everybody, it's funny because, like, as a coach and, like, as a, a old school, like, hardcore CrossFitter in the way of, like, thought was the best one mm -hmm. out of all three. But as people here hated that work. Really? I think most people here at the gym hated that work. What? I think most people. Not everybody, but I think most did. See, I thought it was structured awesome. Like, I mean, I love the time frame. Mm -hmm. I love everything about it. I love the movements that they had in it. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought that was like, you look at a piece of paper and you're like, that's, that, that's what yeah. I remember doing when I first started CrossFit, right? Well, I think the, I think the hate for the workout is because definitely out of the three that required the most overall well-roundedness of fitness in the way of like sure. skill, strength, coordination, engine, endurance, you know engine, that, that encompasses the most overall fitness, right? Um, but most people didn't like that workout, right? Because most people couldn't. And then, and you know, they even talked about that when they did the open workout where most people weren't going to make me pass out of the six For minutes. Sure. And most people don't like that, right? Most people just like, 
They want to go 12 a.m. rap and everybody's working for the same amount of time. They don't like the fact like, they don't well, like the cutoff. Right? They don't like the cutoff. They don't like the, the higher skill movements. Yeah. You know, things like that. People still naturally like those kind of workouts. But in the way of like a whole spectrum of like the argument of fitness, the best structured one. For sure, hundred percent. Right? Because in that and it was so um, it definitely brought back old school open feels yeah. with like the gatekeeper of like you have to get the this weight, work right? done of getting or moving on to the next That's stage how of the time I remember frame. the open. I remember the open yes. is like you have to earn your weight. Well they right? almost had like one of those almost every year. Yeah. Where it was like how far could you go? How far can you get? Like right? could you could you get that extra rep to move you into the next state, like For into sure. the next like area? And it was always the like they always made it to where it was like perfectly structured, mm-hmm. where you'd be like one to five reps away, because like you it makes, always like redo that. Well, it makes you right? wonder like how many times they they have to test that. Oh, you know they write the original version of it, and you know they have to rewrite it and like retest it again, rewrite it, retest it again. And what do you uh, think? What do you think right there? How many times do you think they tested? Ooh, like man, an open workout. Probably, I would say at. Minimum three times, or probably upper, upper to probably six or seven. See, times. I was gonna say like like almost like close, maybe not like five to ten. Well, the thing is, like they like I'm sure to a degree, it's like they probably write it up of like okay, you're gonna go through this workout for time, mm-hmm. and they kind of timestamp to see where people were finishing at each individual stage first. At least if I was doing it, this is the way I would do it: is like okay, Kale, like we're gonna do this workout. I want you to go through start here and you're gonna end here. Right, and then as you're doing it, right, I'm time. I'm writing down. You're okay, well, he got through the first part. This part, he got through okay. this part. Right, and you have to also have a testing body of people who are very from athletic levels. Right, yeah. you have to have somebody who is a like normal you're, you're nine to five. Fitter people to do this. Yeah, you right? need fitter people to do it. You need somebody who's a nine to fiver, does an average three times a week gym goer, to have a general idea of like, okay, what's going to be the best suited thing for these people to where, okay, like. Obviously, we can't structure it to like the, the lowest level of fitness levels. Like, like if we structure this, okay, if you're like at a moderately fit level, could somebody possibly get through this or pushing hard enough? But they're going to have to push pretty hard to get For through sure. it, right? So they do a good job of like structuring it to where they probably know where the m- most probably won't get out of the first half of that workout. But they, you know, you have like that tier of people who are like, they're, they're moderately fit, not super, super fit, but moderately fit. Where it's like it's a really close time frame they can mm-hmm. move on to that next stage, at least in prescribed version, right? For sure. And so we try to structure it here at our gym to where, you know, we're not super concerned about that. We want everybody to get a good workout, and we try to structure it to where, um, regardless, we're trying to structure it to where for your individual fitness level, it's gonna be difficult for you to move on to those next stages, mm-hmm. right? Based off the color system that we're doing, they're not concerned about that. I feel right? like the color system is pretty good this year. Yeah, well even like, for instance, like Trey, you paid him a compliment, which is far in between when that happens, Whoa. thank you so. Where he's like, you know, he usually kind of balances between like purple and brown area. Every once in a while I do like a black version, but he did the purple version of the workout and he was like, I didn't even make it all the way through, okay. right? So it was a good, like he made it, I think it was like a good test for him. It was a good test for him, like I didn't make it all the way through. And it was a tough workout for them, okay. right? And so um, I think most people get frustrated by those individual workouts. They, especially they try to do it prescribed, and they don't feel like they got a great workout out of yeah. it, so to speak, because the weight was a little heavy or the skill was a little too high for them to kind of get through. And But even I even thought that that was a good workout because the first two rounds weren't, like, super aggressive. No, like, like wall walks. Back, like wall walks. Wall walks weren't super aggressive. The volume wasn't super aggressive on the wall walk, right, where most people could get through the wall walks without too much of an issue. Mm-hmm. The double owners weren't crazy aggressively high like to win like a hundred at a time like yeah 50. at this point in time in in the, the evolution of where crossfit is 50 isn't a dramatically high number for double 50 is not a lot at all back in the day 50 might have been like okay that's kind of high number but nowadays 50 isn't a dramatic amount i feel like people don't even think about doing 50 anymore 
Yeah, like 50s, like even like 75, maybe people think about breaking this maybe up. Like but like 50 is like, okay, I think you can do this. Especially for only the couple rounds that you were doing. Mm-hmm. And then the weight loading wasn't extremely aggressive. Like you don't necessarily have to be the best snatcher. And, you know, I would say a good majority of our guys here could snatch 135. Yeah. Right? Like um, where most people can at least get a couple reps they really want to, right? And so in the way of – and then obviously from there – well, if you were able to have the, the gas tank to get into the third round, that's obviously the humongous like, separate in like skill level and strength. Yeah. Right. With the well, strength and push like ups. Yeah. Right. And stuff like that. And so, um, like I said, I think overall, you know, and most people probably won't agree with us on that one. It's like that was probably the best well rounded of fitness where you had to have the engine, you had to have the skill level, you had to have the gymnastics, and you had to have the strength. Sure. So it encompassed, encompassed all the things in one, one piece, right? And so, um, you know, and I know we had discussion as well, like what was your thought on the new handstand push-up standard with the line? The as a whole, I, I didn't mind it. You didn't mind it? I didn't mind it. I mean, I think overall it's the easiest standard. I like the way they're going with To it. hold, yeah. right? Like they've came out, I don't know, five different versions <clears throat> of the handstand this push-up standard. the easiest by far. I think this is the easiest standard for them to put out there and people to abide by. Right, because in years past you had the line on the wall, the heels had to be above. Yeah. Um, then you, you had the you had boxes and things of that nature, right? So I think overall, was it thirty inch piece of tape? Thirty three? Yeah, it's thirty inches wide or length and length of the of the tape, and then it's ten inches from from the wall on the back side of the tape. So like the like the front side of the tape would be, you know, maybe if the two inch wide tape is eight inches from the wall, from the tape, the actual part of the tape to the wall and the back half of that is, is 10 inches, right? For the wall walk standard. And so, um, so I think that is, uh, I don't know, they're never gonna perfect the handset for sure. And that's a little bit of my caveat, and I know we had this discussion before. Like it's frustrating. And we but, haven't had it on the, on the podcast, and so we can kind of go through it again. But um, <clears throat> it's a fresh, and, I'm, and like I said, I'm a little bit biased to degree because that's not my favorite movement to do in the world. And so you didn't have a bad, like a bad, like a solution though. So in my opinion, and, and I guess you can make arguments with other movements as well, but, um, you know, when it comes to a handstand push up, my, my thing with that one is, you know, why is it that when I flip upside down, let's say for instance, you have a guy like Steven mm-hmm. more, or even Corey have longer limb length, longer arms. length right? Why should they have to use the same width of a hand placement as Sydney? Yeah. Right? Who's five foot two. Two, yeah. You know, whatever it may be. And so you're talking, you know, a whole foot difference between somebody in height wise. Where, but you they're know, using the same. But they're seeing the same width standard on a press. I'm like, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me in my mind. But I, I, you, but I guess you can make that market with anybody, right? Like, or, or for some, for not every move, but some movements, right? Where, you know, why should a five foot two person throw the same wall ball target as a six foot three person? For sure. You can make that argument. So, like, it's just a little bit of a... Um, it's a skilled movement that they just haven't, like, dialed in yet, I feel like. You know? Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Um, it's a it's a frustrating movement to a degree. And, like, and honestly, they're not happy because he changed the standard every year. Oh, for sure. They, they, it's, I feel like it's very open that, like, they have not figured this out yet. But yeah, because, I mean, they keep, they keep changing. Every year it's changing. So every two years it's changing. Yeah, so they can't figure out what standard they, they like and what they think is fair. Um like I said, on, on the way of like a judging standpoint, and like I think that was just the most straightforward and easy standard to come across. Um, and like I said, like my solution 
would make things a little bit more complicated, I guess. Yours is just what? Head height at the top of the handstand. So when you flip side to a handstand, there has to be a certain distance between you and the mat, mm-hmm. right? So if I flip upside down, there's, let's use an example of like there must be an, a seven inch, uh, you know, distance between the top of your head to the bottom of the floor, whatever mat that you're using. That way everybody's traveling the same distance down mm-hmm. for the handstand push-up. So you can go as wide as you want, but as long as your head distance is staying within the seven inches of the mat. So essentially when you kick up, you know, you would find where that width is, you would draw a line, and then at that point in time, your hands couldn't pass that line, yeah. so to speak, right? And so that would be the, the distance cover. Now, I said, that's just me speculating. I'm sure we somehow we'd have to fool around with that and see. I was like, about to say, I wonder if like we actually like went over there and like tried to figure that out, if it would be fair or not. That's what I'm saying, like, uh, determine like if that's a fair standard or not, and like, is there ways to wiggle around that, so to speak? Um, to figure out what would be the best standard there. Um, and so uh, that was my solution to a two degree. Is that fair across? I don't know. I'm just putting my thought out there and I'm sure somebody could argue that and, and probably debunk that, so to speak, because like I said, you could use that same argument for like a wall ball. Where, yeah. You know, Steven's able to release that ball where his hands are only four feet away from the target and Sydney's releasing the ball, she's five foot away from the target, right? You also got to squat way farther than Sydney. But that's a deal, like. But I feel you like, know, but I mean, you, I guess that's every movement. Let's just say, like, it'd be like, it'd be like telling Stephen, you have to squat at the same distance as what Sydney squats with, or telling Sydney, you must lunge the you same distance as Stephen. Yeah, but you have to take those big steps like that. That's not fair either. Know. Yeah, that's true. You know, so I'm like, that's kind of my argument there to a degree, or like, you know, some people make the argument of like, well, that's the case, then you, and like, and I'm like, that's not necessarily the same way where. Because some people make the argument, well, if that's the case, then you should base off how body weight would look in weights. Like, what? like some people have used that argument, like, if you weigh 125 pounds, you shouldn't use the same weight as somebody who weighs 165 pounds. Oh. Right? Well, that's, that's not, well, I mean, it could be the same concept with me doing body weight movements, right? Yeah. So why should I have to do as many pull-ups as you? And, like, that's, that's where kind of that argument is. My only stickler is the fact that you're, you're, make, you're forcing somebody into a position that's not the same as somebody else's. Very true. Right? Where... It'd be like regulating everything across the board of, you must do your pull-ups in this certain width, you must do your squats in this certain width, but why is it with the handstand push-up, we determined it has to be only that one individual movement that it's just one set standard. And I understand why they're doing it in the way of like, if you don't have any movement standard at all, you can go super wide and you're literally only going down like an inch and pressing back out. And that's where my argument is saying like, okay, well, let's make a standard of the same distance of seven inches traveling from the head down to the mat or wherever that number is. I don't, I'm just making a like whatever number, number is, six, five, four inches, is, yeah. eight inches, whatever it may be. Um, that was my, that's my argument to, to do that. Right. Um, but like I said, that's, it's, I may be being biased and people could probably argue that, that side of it, but that's where my thought process is, is that we don't regulate the amount of distance in the way for any other movement, whether it be a press, a squat, a deadlift, but now we're going to regulate for this one pressing movement. That's how it has to be. I'm like, yeah. that, I don't know if that's fair, you know, but that's just, like I said, not, it would be, and maybe I'm a little bit biased because it's not my favorite movement, but that's just how I think about it, but I could be wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, I think overall, I think they were definitely an improvement this year um, for the open. I think it definitely was a better test than was last year. And so, uh, I you guess, think wall walks stay? I think so. You think so? Why, you don't think they will? No, I'm just asking. I'm just curious. I think they I will. feel like that's a big topic right now. Wall walks? Yeah. Why? Like if they like, I mean, this is what, the third third year they've done wall walks? Was it 2020 the first year? Uh, I think so. Or so it the fourth year technically. Like 21, maybe 21. I think 21 was the first year. Did they even do the open in 20 with COVID? Uh, I 
think they did, but didn't they do it in like a? Oh, I don't know. They might not have. No, they definitely did. I thought it they is did something. like October, or whatever. Was it? Was that the year? They, they, the they had it in October, and then they had it in like. I don't know. I'd be lying if I said twenty twenty is a weird year. Yeah, I thought it was for sure that twenty one was a double under wall walk. Yes, last year was a wall walk snatch box jump, mm-hmm. and they had wall walks this year. And this year, you don't think they'll stay? I think they will. I, I, some people are saying that they'll like fizzle out, but I'm like, I don't I think so. I mean, will. wall walks is kind of an old school crossing mm-hmm. movement. Um, that's yeah. like old school, old school. Yeah, like that's kind of an older school crossing because I remember doing wall walks back in the day, um, and they kind of fizzled out for a few years, and they kind of sprinkled back in. Um, I, I think they're here to stay. I don't think they're. I think it's a great movement in the way. I'm I, like not, I'm, I suck at the movement, but I think it's a good movement. Um, you know, I think it's one movement that you know it's it requires enough overhead mobility and thoracic spine extension to where you have to be in good positions to do good walks efficiently. Yeah. And then also it's a, a still a good test of like shoulder skill, in there, skill level um, as well as a little bit of conditioning. It's hard to read when you're upside down yeah. like that. And so uh, I think it's a good movement. I think it's a good substitution to allowing people to do something upside down on their hands without handstand walking, mm-hmm. right? I think handstand walking is one of those movements where that's uh, it's it's a it's on a higher skill level for most people Such that skill. Um, that they're only gonna save those individual things for like quarterfinals yeah. for the next stage, right? For, so for the people moving on to the next stage, you're more than likely gonna see a handstand walk thrown in there, and so uh, so I do think overall it's, it's it's a great movement for them to keep encompassing and doing year after year. I think it's a good movement. I'd rather, in my opinion, I'd rather them just do wall walking, wall walking, and handstand walking than handstand push ups. Really? In my opinion, I just think, I don't like this here. Like I'm not, I already did my five minutes pitching <laughs> session about that. Did my TED talk? Yeah. Um, oh, there was something else I was about to ask, and then we got the the wall. Walk. Oh, um, I was highly surprised this year there was no dumbbell. Yeah, I know. You've been saying that. Uh, they went, they've had a dumb since they brought the dumbbell in twenty seventeen, right? They've had a dumbbell, dumbbell every, every year, year, right? Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, they played around with the whole kettlebell thing, like they were going to use the kettlebell. Well, I think they're going to do that this next stage. <clears throat> you think I, so? Because I think from what I saw, that was the open and sl- quarterfinal and list? quarterfinal list. Okay, I think. Well, if that's the case, people doing quarterfinals should be getting ready. So I do definitely think kettlebells. Will pop up in the quarters. Um, I think y'all gonna see some cool stuff in the quarters. They do. They definitely open it up yeah. more for sure. Um, but yeah, I was, I was surprised that we didn't. The two the two biggest surprises I mean for the open were the fact there was not much squatting mm-hmm. and there wasn't um, any dumbbell moves. And thirdly, I guess no high volume thrusters. Well, that's another thing. It's like we didn't thruster. So well, we technically did. I mean, you thrusted the one at max, but like, but there wasn't like a high volume thruster. Right, that's not like open thruster. Like yeah. normally, like you're looking forward to doing like almost a hundred thrusters. You're doing so a shitload like, of volume. You're doing a lot of yeah. right, um, and it's normally always like a pull up or something with thrusters. Mm-hmm. So that was something that different. Like I said, I think if if they have like a, a squatting workout or have squatting in one of those workouts, I think this is like by far like mm-hmm. one of the better opens. Yeah, I mean, I think it overall. And I still, I still, like, still think it's like an awesome open. Mm-hmm. So yeah, even though we kind of did more critiquing than we did praising, so to speak. I think, like I said, I think it was a, overall a good test of fitness. I think obviously you people that um, need to move on to the next stage probably will. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, oh, this is what the one thing I was going to bring up was, let me ask you this. Do you think, I don't know how I want to word this. Do you think based off of, you, some, let's say somebody signs up for the Open, mm-hmm. right? And let's say they placed 
three thousandth in the world. Let's okay. kind of throw an example, or more than likely, it was probably close to like ten thousand. <clears throat> Do you think? Let's say, for instance, they're like, okay, I'm, I want to try to improve upon my open finish next year. <clears throat> That's usually hard, huh? That used to be hard. What do you mean? I think this year was like a... So you think you have more people sign up next year? Um, Is that what you're saying? Is that what you're kind of getting at? So why are you saying harder? I, I thought your question was going to go differently. I okay. thought you, your question was, if somebody, let's say somebody got 10,000 this year, mm-hmm. are they going to be able to get better or place better next year? A little bit to degree. It's kind of a little bit more along the lines, but oh, go ahead and keep going where you're going. Um, and so in my opinion, I'm going to say no. I'm gonna say it's, I'm gonna say yes, you can get better, mm-hmm. but it's gonna be harder. I think because more people are gonna signing up. Or I think what? more people are gonna sign up next year, um, but also I think the way the workouts were structured this year, you kind of like like the burpee one and the mm-hmm. shuttle run one, like you kind of bottleneck almost everybody into like one little spot right mm-hmm. there. Um, I don't know. I feel like this year's workouts suited a lot more. Really, not maybe they're fit, but not as fit. But they still did well in the workout. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you'll get that next year. Well, my question was going to be, and it was a little bit along those lines of, okay, let's say for instance you say it's going to be harder just because you're going to have a bigger pool of people next mm-hmm. year, right? <clears throat> um, but let's let's say this is an example of let's say the same exact people sign up again next year. Nothing okay. changes, okay? And you just re- fast forward to 2024. Do you feel like basing off how you finish the next year? is actually an example of you being more fit or just because the tests were more in your favor? That's what I'm saying. I'm saying like, I'm saying they were in your favor mm-hmm. is kind of what I'm saying. That, that, and that's the hard part about like, like it's not necessarily that you're fitter. Yeah. It's just the workouts felt good for yeah. you. Yeah. And that's the hard part about being somebody who puts a lot of value in how they're placing in the open is because of the fact that the tests change year after year. If you right. get you put one high volume squat workout in that rotation next year, that might screw up placings. That's what I'm saying. So it's, it's really hard to determine. Or if you do a deadlift workout, you, know, you never know what they're going to yeah. do. So. And, and that's why it's, it's really hard to determine, like in the, on that particular standpoint, if you're technically as a, as a whole fitter than last year in the way of a ranking system. Yeah. And, that, and that because of that, because the tests change year after year. And you might have, you know, like we talked, like I said earlier in the podcast, like in my opinion, probably this favor overall, as you take the whole thing as a whole, more of a bodyweight guy than a, than a stronger guy probably. as an, oh, as a whole, maybe not a whole lot, maybe like 60, 40, but let's say next year that flips and it favors the big guy, 60, 40, you right? Might fall. You might fall in the leaderboard, right? Because maybe you're more of a bodyweight engine guy than sure. you're a strength guy, right? And so that's a hard thing to judge. Like you technically could have gotten fitter. But because the tests weren't in your favor, you fell down further. Because now. the tests were not like in the yeah. in your wheelhouse compared to the year, year prior, and that's why like if somebody is using the open as a gauge to determine if they're getting fitter or less fit, that's not necessarily it's a good hard. good test to you know determine that. The only way you determine obviously if you're getting fitter year after year is determining based off your own schools or different workouts. Like having your own benchmarks, right? Yeah, like when we're doing repeat benchmarks or using strength tests, things of that nature. Or, or that, day or whatever Yes, yeah, that you're using that to determine if you're getting fitter and not basically how you're going off the leaderboard because of the fact that like, you don't know what tests are going to be thrown out there. For sure. Right? And some could be in house and some are not. You just get lucky you don't, or you get unlucky. And so um, that that's where my hang-up sometimes can be with 
across this whole essentially the open is that um, if people are putting their value in how well they're ranking, then that can that can vary from year to year based, like I said, with based off the test. Yeah. So I hundred percent agree though. Yeah. Like, like you, you have to put more value in where like repeating things that you've done personally yeah. and seeing improvement upon that, right? Like and like using that example of somebody who maybe isn't like the strongest person, right? Like also you're putting determining based off like, okay, my listing is strong, but also even like workouts that maybe are a little bit on the heavier side mm-hmm. and are am I improving in those modalities as well? Because it's like if you, you know, kind of triage that out, like there's one thing to be strong and it's one thing to have the endurance with a heavy barbell and a workout as well. And so uh, like am I improving in, in those those retrospects? And that's the only way to determine if you're actually getting better. moving forward, not necessarily based off your open finish. And that's kind of what I was trying to say earlier. I know I couldn't get it out, but like, I don't, <laughs> that's, that's the tough part about the open. Mm-hmm. That's the and that is part. the hard part. Like, uh, like it's really it's, hard to program. And, 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 and it never fails as well. Yeah. Like you maybe have somebody who's like, man, like I really couldn't do ring muscles this year in the open. Yeah. I really want to do it next year. They don't even fucking show up. True. They might not show up for two, three, yeah. four years. They, you work out at all year, like, I'm going to be ready for the open. I'm going to get ring muscles, but they're not even there. Or like yeah. double unders or, or whatever it may be. You're like, I'm going to get that. You work 12 months for this. 12 shit. months to do it in the open, and it doesn't even pop up. I and so uh, I, overall, like I said, I think, it was, I think it was fun to kind of find this kind of jam on the topic and, and kind of see you know what our opinions were on it and whatnot. And hopefully you guys got a little something out of it and a little enjoyment. It wasn't necessarily like a, a learning podcast. Mm-hmm. It was more or less like a – bullshit and podcast more than anything else and so uh so hopefully you guys enjoyed it um obviously you got uh like 49 weeks till they open the next year <laughs> you got enough time to you got time to prepare for it so uh like i said i do think maybe this year um has people a little bit more excited for it mm-hmm. and maybe you get a little higher participation next year um i think the fact that they're kind of going back to the old school roots and bringing back bosman and even Dave yeah. involved with it again again I think revamped, especially those old school crossers, to kind of get back like into a little bit. Again. Um, and so I, I definitely think they'll have better yeah, positions next year. Yeah, a lot of people did this year. I mean, Trevor said, what, 160-something thousand people? Yeah, did. I don't know how that is year after year. I know I don't know when the peak was. I don't know, like, when they're high. Well, I know like, they have had, like, a little fall-off there for a while. Yeah, I think definitely when the whole Greg Glassman thing happened, it fell off. Um, I don't know what year was, like, their highest sign-up year. I would, if I had to assume it's probably between the years of 2015 and 2018. I'm going to say 2016. That's your bet. Yep. And so I don't like I said, I don't know what um like what the most peak sign up open year was. Have they ever hit over two hundred thousand? I think they've hit over two hundred thousand. I'm sure. And I would so, be surprised. Yeah. And so um I definitely think that number will go back up again next year. Now will it surpass like when crossover is at like a peak popularity? Probably. I don't know. I think maybe we've kind of come down off that peakness of like people getting really into it. Unless some things change, I could be wrong. But um I definitely think it it kind of went up and it really dropped off and I think it's coming back up again and it'll probably plateau off a little bit um, and not hit where it was before maybe over a longer period of time it might ramp it up, might get back up but it's going to take a little bit longer it's not going to ramp up as quickly as it did before they're doing a good job though right now so um, I think overall I think got people excited for it and whatnot and people every time we get done with the open people are a little bit more motivated to do things the thing is is like motivation is only going to last you so long it's the like, consistency of what yeah. you're doing because you never you never fail you see somebody post open like oh man I really want to work on this for you know and they maybe do it for a couple of weeks and then they go back to their own habits and they fast forward a whole year like, shit, I still don't have this movement. No, but I, so. I think a lot of people that, like, even a lot of people in the afternoon that, like, are OG CrossFitters and have been doing it for, like, eight, mm-hmm. ten years, um, they even had, like, a good experience with it this year. So, like, it yeah. made them excited to do it next year, yeah. you know? Um, it wasn't, like, a, a five-week 
just shit show, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I think it was a good year as a whole. As a whole. So, well, cool deal, guys. Well, hopefully uh, you guys had a good time listening to it, and we'll talk to you guys next time. See you.